Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Life After Plus One. I'm your podcast host, Leanne, your single parent coach and mentor, and I'm here today to talk to you about dating insecurities. Now, why do we have dating insecurities? Why do we feel so worried about dating and stepping into the dating world? Well, really, a lot of these insecurities stem from our previous relationships. We have been through relationships where we've either been hurt or neglected or something happened that has put you in a negative headspace about dating. It's made you question how you can trust people again, how you can be open and honest with people when they've just used it against you. How do you go back out there into the dating world when you've been hurt and let down? And how do you go back out there and open up again and drop your guard so you can meet someone? It's hard, especially now being a single parent. You've got your kids to protect. It's not just you, you're going out and meeting someone you could meet someone eventually they meet the kids and then that falls apart and then it's not just you that's affected it's also your kids so you've got to be twice as cautious now some of the insecurities that are quite common with single parents is that in itself being a single parent some people don't like to put that out there when they're dating now for me in my age group it's not an issue because I find it weird when I meet someone in my age that doesn't have a kid because I'm a fair bit older. I'm in my mid-40s. Not that there's anything wrong with someone that doesn't. For some, they may just not have met the right person and their time may not have come. So they just miss the boat. But in my age group, worrying about what people think about me having a child is not something that's on my mind because it's very rare to meet a female in my age group that does not have kids. So looking at the younger age groups maybe in the 20s or 30s and you're a single parent and you're wanting to get back out there and date and you're meeting people that haven't been married they haven't been in serious relationships but yet here you are with a kid it's a very different issue it's a very different story I should say and it can come with maybe some shame maybe some embarrassment maybe you feel like you've let someone down maybe you feel like you weren't good enough and those negative feelings from that breakup are being dragged into your dating world and you're holding those emotions the negativity of what happened in the breakup and you're holding it over your head which you shouldn't be we don't always find our perfect partner straight off the bat and that's pretty obvious with the amount of people out there that do break up and get divorced and the amount of single parents that are out there you're not alone there's a lot of us out there So it's nothing to be ashamed of. So when you are in that younger age group, maybe the 20s and 30s, and you're looking to meet a partner and you're worried about what they think because you're a mum or you're a dad, or it could go back to that older age group where you're meeting people that still want to have kids, but you're done, you're finished. But then you're still in the dating world and they may have had one kid with their ex or they haven't got any kids and they're wanting to look at starting another family. And you're like, nope, I'm shut up shop. I'm done. I'm finished. I don't want more kids. How do you address that? No matter what age you are, 
whether you're in the 20s, 30s, 40s, even if you're in the older age group, I shouldn't say it like that because no disrespect to anyone that is older, that's a single parent, 50s, 60s, 70s, good on you. And there's no shame in that. But no matter what age group you're in, you need to be clear about where you're at as a parent. Now, going back to that older age group, as I was just saying, it wasn't coming out as a disrespectful way. But usually when you're in that age group, you're at an age where you your kids are probably older, you've got mature adult kids and they're probably self-sufficient so it's a different story your kids are no longer dependent on you so you can probably go out into the dating world and you've probably now got your own schedule which is great lucky you guys so it really comes down to just being clear with your intentions if you meet someone that's hesitant to date someone that's got kids then maybe they're not right for you. But for me personally, when I meet someone that's got kids, I think that's a nice quality because it shows that usually they're good at looking after someone. And you can, you can tell when they talk about their kids, you can tell that they're a loving and caring person. And it's nice to meet someone when you can see them when they talk about their kids and they're wanting to be there for them. And that's a good quality. And it shows that they're going to be there for them. And you'd like to think that they're going to be there for you in a similar way. So I think that's a nice quality when you meet someone that's got kids, especially when you hear them talk about them in a positive way. So don't be scared off by the fact that you have kids. Don't let that put you off dating. Unless, of course, maybe you're in a situation where you have the kids full time and you don't get a break. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. In that situation, because you want to move on, you want to meet someone new. But how do you do it when you've got the kids full time? You've either got to look at relying on family, relying on friends, other kids old enough to have sleepovers where you can come to a friend's house for the night. I actually just this morning saw a post on Facebook. It was on one of those mum group pages. So sorry, fellas, if you're listening and you don't see these posts. But it was actually a mum that got on there and mentioned that she gets no time to herself. She just wants to get out and socialize more I don't know if she was a single parent or not I don't know she just talked spoke about being mum and having no time to herself and then she said maybe we should look at exchanging babysitting services for no cash at all we just exchange one person babysits another person's kids and vice versa what an amazing idea what a great idea so you could help someone else out and babysit their kids And then when you want to go out, they can come over and babysit your kids and there's no money exchange. You're offering, you're exchanging your services to each other. I thought that's such a good idea. So you do have those younger adults that maybe do like to go out more or you do have the parents that are full-time carers and they don't get that break. That's such a great option. And it's, I don't know if it's something that started yet, but maybe that's something you can look at doing in your local community. And find a single parent page or find a mum's group page that maybe you can start something like that. Even with dads, sorry, I shouldn't just say mums. Even with dads, there are dads out there that are full-time carers. So I'm sorry if I've shut you off on that. But there are dads in this situation. And there are dads that do work full-time and do work hard and they've still got their kids. So, you know, both parents are in this scenario. So it could also apply for the dads as well. If you guys need a break and you don't have any family around or you don't have support, that's a great idea. As soon as I read that, I thought, that's genius. How would you get that up and running? But it wasn't my post. It was someone else that threw it out there. I just read it. I thought, wow. But what I'm getting at is don't let the fact that you're a parent, whether you're a mum or a dad, don't let that stop you from getting back into the dating world. Because the right person is not going to judge you for being a mum or a dad. And the right person is not going to judge you because you want to have more kids or because you don't want to have more kids. But keep those intentions clear from the get-go. 
and you will find the right person. You don't have to find the right person straight off the bat. You don't have to go in and get all heartbroken and devastated because you've gone on one or two dates and they haven't worked out or they haven't got the same expectations or goals as you do in life. That's okay. That's the whole process of dating. You're getting out there and meeting new people and eventually you'll find the right person. So don't let the fact that you're a single parent stop you from getting into the dating world. There's always ways to work around it. Even if you work around school hours, even and maybe you've got some time off during the day that you can have a lunchtime date or catch up for a coffee. Maybe you can do after school care one day and then you can go out and grab a coffee together after school and then you've got that hour together or some quick catch up and then you can go get the kids. There's always some way around it. You've just got to think smart and utilize your options that you have around you. Now another massive insecurity in the dating world as a single parent is is the impact on our self-esteem. If you've been through previous relationships, whether it be just that one long relationship where you're married and you're together for a while and it broken up, or you may be split up from your husband or your kid's father or mother and you've gone your separate ways, but you've dated a little bit in between. And maybe you have been on a few dates or even if it was that main relationship and they've ended up leaving you heartbroken and it's ended up leaving you questioning yourself and you're questioning your self-worth. Are you good enough? Are they going to like you? These are questions that play on your head when you're going back into the dating world again, especially if you haven't been in it for a long time. What are they going to think of me? Are they going to like me? The biggest thing I can say here is that if they don't like you, I mean, I don't think they're going to turn around and say, I don't like you. So you wouldn't know that anyway. They may say, thanks for the date. It was lovely, but I don't think we were a match. And that's okay. But no one's going to turn around and say, I don't like you. And if someone turns around and they're extremely mean to you after a first date, then that's a red flag in itself and you don't want to proceed with somebody like that. So don't go into the dating world thinking you're not good enough. Because sit back and think about it. What makes them better than you? Why are they better off in that situation than you are? They're no different to you. No one is better than another person. We're all just equal. We're all just here living our best lives as we possibly can. Nobody is better than the other one. So don't ever feel like you're not good enough. Ever feel like someone is going to look down on you or someone's going to judge you negatively just because you're going out on a date with them. And like I just said before, if they do judge you like that, then that's your cue to say, thank you very much. You're not right for me. You don't want someone like that. So if someone is judging you, then they've just made the decision for you. They've decided whether or not you should proceed or not. They've given you the answer. You don't have to go home and think about it. Oh, was, was they right? Were they right? Were they not? Nope. If they're talking badly of you, that's your answer. You don't need to feel bad if someone doesn't like you. Because really, if they're making that judgment about you so quickly, they probably haven't even made the effort to properly get to know you. You don't want someone that's going to judge you like that. You want someone that's going to take the time to understand you, to understand who you are and why you react the way you do and why, what makes you laugh and what makes you sad. You want someone that's going to get to know the real you. And then someone's going to just judge you and shut you down after a first date without even properly making an effort. And they're going to just not like you or not be interested then that's okay. That's a good thing. You don't want someone that's going to do that because it shows quickly that if that's what they're going to be like, 
Imagine if you were together two or three months down the track and if there's something they don't like, they're the kind of people that will just get up and run. They're the, not the ones that's going to put in an effort in, the, in a relationship. You want someone that's going to put the effort in. And if someone's judging you straight off the bat and going off and going straight back to Tinder or whatever other app they're on, then they're not someone that puts in the effort. So don't be put off by the fact that somebody may judge you. Don't be put off by the fact that somebody might not like you. Don't be put off by the fact that you think you're not good enough. Because like I said, let me ask you these questions again. What makes you think that they're better than you? What makes you think that they're not going to like you? What makes you think that they're not going to want to take you out on a second date? Don't have these judgments so soon and don't have these negative opinions of yourself waving over your head, holding you back. Because really, no one here on this earth is perfect. Nobody is perfect. It doesn't exist. We've all got our faults. We've all got things that maybe we should handle differently or say differently or could have done differently in life. We've all made faults and mistakes. Nobody is perfect. So don't let that stop you from progressing in your life by having thoughts that somebody else might be better than you or somebody else might think that you're not good enough. Because if they're thinking that you're not good enough, then you should turn around and look at them and go, "Mm, maybe you're not good enough for me. Because you don't want someone that's going to judge someone so quickly and you don't want someone that's going to be so negative of someone so quickly. You are worthy of finding the right person. So don't hold these negative opinions of yourself over your head and don't let that hold you back from meeting the right person. You are good enough. And that person that you're going to go out there and meet or date or whatever else is no better than you. We're all here just living life the best we can. Nobody is better than anybody. doesn't matter how much you have in your bank account or what you do for work. Nobody is better than anybody else. So don't let that hold you back and stop thinking that you're not good enough because you are. Another insecurity that we have as single parents is our ex when it comes to dating. Now, when I say that, it it just depends. I try to keep my dating world secret when I'm meeting someone new. I don't like my ex knowing when I'm out dating. He doesn't need to know. It's not his business. But there has been the odd occasion that he has known that I've been dating somebody and with somebody. And then he tries to interfere. And then when it falls to the shit and doesn't work out, he likes to rub it in my face and make it like I'm the bad person. He thrives on that stuff. That's sad for him. It's sad when people thrive on other people when they're hurt and sad. But that's my ex. But anyway, so that's a tough one. I would strongly suggest to keep your dating life secret from your ex. And the only reason why my ex knew about mine was because I would people that had been with for a little while. It wasn't just a one or two date thing. So going on these little dates, your ex doesn't need to know what you're doing. They don't need to know anything about your dating life. Keep it a secret. If they ask you if you're dating, if they ask you what you're doing, don't involve them. Just either ignore it, deny it, unless you've got a good relationship with them, of course. If you've got a good relationship where you can openly discuss these things with them, go for it. That's great. But if you don't, and it's quite a toxic relationship and you have a feeling that no matter what you say, one point in time, it's going to come back and be thrown in your face, then don't say it. Keep it to yourself. Tell a friend. Don't tell your ex. Unless it's at a point where your kids are meeting the new partner, then maybe it is best to tell the ex because they'd want to know that someone new is being around their kids. 
and involved in their kids' lives. Other than that, I wouldn't tell them anything. Don't let them interfere in your dating life and don't let that affect you from wanting to step out and meet somebody new. And as I've discussed in the previous dating episodes, if you've missed them, it's episode number three and six. Don't talk about your ex when you're going out meeting someone new. You don't need to discuss that. So keep that part of your life separate. No new partner wants to hear about that. Keep it to yourself and keep your dating life away from your ex. They don't need to know anything about your personal life unless, of course, like I said, you have a good relationship with them. Another thing, this is probably the biggest thing that holds us back as single parents when wanting to step back into the dating world. It's probably more of a reason why I've just stepped back. Well, it's actually part of the reason. Two of the reasons why I've stepped back is one, I want to just focus on me. I know that I've probably handled things in in past relationships in ways that I probably could have handled better. So I've taken the time to step back and reflect on myself. What can I do differently? How can I be a better person in my next relationship? And that's what it's all about. And that's why I'm happy to step back and focus on me. I'm not perfect and I don't pretend to be. And I'm very good at making mistakes because I'm very good at just talking. I can talk and talk and talk. And sometimes I can go home and think, holy fuck, Leanne, what did you just say then? Why did you say that for? And I don't think, I have a habit of talking and not thinking. I'll just blah, 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 blah. I'm like, holy shit, you should have just stopped talking half an hour ago. Wait, that's not what I'm talking about here. So I've stepped back so I can just focus on me. I want to work on me. I want to be the best version of myself when I go up there and meet someone new. And also, I'm sick of being fucked over. Now, this may sound hypocritical of me because I'm constantly saying, don't hold on to the past. We've got to move on. And, you know, what's happened in the past is not necessarily what's going to happen in the next relationship. But I'm at a point now where I've had a lot of shit happen in previous relationships where I am sick of it and I'm quite fed up. And I don't want to meet someone like that again, which is why, like I just said, I'm wanting to look at myself. Why am I attracting these people and what can I do differently? Because I don't want to attract someone like that again. So the fact that I've been fucked over so much is why I'm happy to step back. But I'm stepping back with intentions on doing something better about it, not just stepping back going, I'm fucking over it. I'm done. I don't give a fuck. I do care. I do want to meet someone and I want to meet someone that's amazing for me but I'm not in a hurry for it and I want to be ready for it. And for me to be ready for it, I feel like I want to work on myself and be the best version of myself when that happens. But there are people that do step away from the dating world because they're fucking over it. They're sick of being lied to. They're sick of being cheated on. They're sick of being controlled or whatever else that happens, stood up and they're sick of all that bullshit. So they just go, fuck it, I'm done. And then they delete the apps and they remove themselves from everything else, and they probably delete all their contacts and people that they've dated, and like, fuck it, I can't be bothered anymore. And then give it two or three months down the track, or a special occasion comes around, you know, it might be Saturday night. You find Saturday nights are always busy with online dating, because that's when people at home and they're bored, like, fuck, I wish I had someone with me. And that's when they sit at home and they scroll, and they scroll, fuck, let's find someone who's at home because I'm bored and I need someone to talk to. So before you know it, their profiles are reactivated, they've met someone else, they're going on a date, boom, 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 same thing's happened, relationships ended, fuck it, I'm over this, I can't be fucked, hate women, hate men, whatever sex you're going for, and it's deleted again. It's that vicious cycle. See, that cycle is not going to stop unless you make a change about it. And there are a lot of challenges in the dating world. You do meet a lot of people 
that are damaged. And that's probably not a nice way of saying it, but it's kind of true. Being people that have just gone from relationship to relationship to relationship. And the only thing that's changed in their life is the person that they're dating. And in their eyes, they've done nothing wrong. And they're the ones that are just going to bitch and moan about their ex. And they're the ones that's going to blame everything on their ex. And they're just going to live their life in that same vicious cycle until they meet someone that's happy to put up with it or until they decide that they can't be fucked at anymore. So they're just going to put up with this person. That to me sounds pretty fucked. Sorry. It kind of does. And that's why it is so important to step back and just reflect on it. Just reflect on what the fuck happened and step back and look at it and go, what the fuck just happened? Even if you didn't do something wrong, what can you still do differently in this situation so it doesn't get to that point? Don't just go through a period of refusing to date because you're sick of being lied to or you don't want to get hurt again. Because at the end of the day, you can't control what the other person does to you. You will never know beforehand if you meet someone and they're going to end up being someone that lies to you, you're going to meet them on the first date and you may think that they're the best thing since sliced bread and you may want to continue dating and you think they're so amazing, this is the right person and then maybe three months down the track, they've just fucked you over and you're like, holy hell, how did this happen? I thought they were the best thing ever. You just don't know. You can never predict these things from happening. You don't know what someone else is going to do. You don't know what's happening in their life. And hopefully, if you are in a relationship with you, they're open enough to tell you about what's happening in their life. But saying you refuse to go back into the dating world again because you're scared of getting hurt is like saying, I don't want to have any friends. I'm not going to talk to one in my life in case someone upsets me or in case one of them hurts me. What's the difference? The only difference is that you actually know them and you know them for longer, but they can still hurt you. Friendships end all the time. Friendship groups change all the time. Same thing with relationships. So why do we take that risk with friendships but not with relationships? Is there a higher value on that? We still get hurt when we lose our friends or when friendship groups change or something happens with a good friend. It still hurts us. It's the same thing with a relationship. You need to take that risk but you need to also keep in mind you can't control what someone is going to do to you. You can't control if someone's going to lie to you or not. You can't control if someone's going to be controlling of you. You can't control if someone is going to be jealous or a cheater or whatever else. The only thing you can control is what you do in that situation. Are you going to ignore the red flags? Are you going to see something and think, whoa, this is not right, but I'm going to keep going and just see because it might not be the case. But then you're going to risk getting hurt. Or are you going to speak up about it. So the only thing you have control over in these situations is what you do, what you say and how you handle it. So even though worrying about your feelings and worry about getting hurt again is a massive dating insecurity when you've been through that before and especially as a single parent and you don't want to take those emotions and that baggage home to your kids, it's a big thing to worry about. But you can't act like it's never going to happen again. You've got to get out there and try. You don't know if someone is going to do that to you unless you get out there and try. But the, what you can do is you can work on how you handle that situation. You can work on being more confident in yourself so you're not going to put up with that shit. When you see things that's not right, instead of just letting it slide, you stop it. You put a stop to it straight away. Nope, this is not for me. Sorry, buddy. Thank you. And then just move on to the next person. 
Don't give people second chances because it's your emotions that you're putting at risk here, not theirs. What they do with theirs is up to them. You just need to focus on you. And when you're not wanting to date because you're not wanting to get hurt, we're all going to get hurt in life at some point, aren't we? You can't avoid that. Living life avoiding things is not living life to your fullest. You want to get out there and meet people, but you've just got to know how to handle it when you don't meet the right people. And also another big insecurity is just the date itself. A lot of people are actually scared to go on a date. It's a scary process. What do I do? What do I say? How do I act? What do I wear? Do I kiss them? Do I not kiss them? Do I hold their hand? Is it appropriate to do this? What do I do? What do I say? And so many people overanalyze this. And like I said at the start, when you're worried about what they think of you and if they're going to judge you or not, don't overanalyze it. They're probably thinking the same thing. And quite often I've gone into dates and I've just gone in there and just be pretty chilled and calm because you've got nothing to lose. And they ask me, are you nervous? And I'm like, no, should I be? And I've asked them that question. They're like, yeah, of course I am. And you see them and you see the hands are all sweaty. And I'm just like, why? And I'm not trying to be rude by saying that, but the biggest thing that you can take away from actually getting out into the dating world is taking it on as learning experience. And if you don't meet the right person after the first couple of dates, don't take it as a negative. Find the good in that situation. Go, okay, well, they didn't work. And find the good in it. It's learning experience. You can learn from each date, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I shouldn't have said this. Maybe I should have, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it's something in them. Maybe it's something that you're looking for in the other person. Maybe you overlooked something that you didn't like and that you didn't want. Maybe you dated a smoker and you're totally against smokers, but you gave this guy a go because you thought it was nice. And then you went on a date and you couldn't handle the smoke. I don't know. That's just an example. I don't know why that was the first one that came to my head. But those are things that I'm referring to. Don't just give in to things because you feel like you need to be with someone. And if a date doesn't go well, then look at the good in the situation. What have you learned from it? What can you take away from that from that night out or from that coffee meetup or whatever else? And even if you didn't work out as a partner or a boyfriend or girlfriend, maybe you can stay on as friends. And even if you're not learning something about yourself as such, you could be learning about how to handle a date, what to do, what to say. And you could be asked questions by the other person where you might think oh that's a really good question and I know I've been out on a date with someone I don't even remember what the question was but I've I've had a few people ask me questions and I remember in that moment I've said to them that's a really good question and for the life of me I can't think of what it was but just situations like that it gives you something that you can learn from I clearly didn't learn from because I didn't remember the question but I remember it was a really good question in that moment but those are things that you can learn you go oh wow that's really good I go on another date I can use that question so it's about learning from it in that way as well how to conduct yourself how to talk how to not be so nervous and it helps you speak to that other person whether it be male or female and you can learn from them what they're looking for what do you want in a partner what are you looking for and I find that question a bit I don't know because really we're all looking for the same thing in a way aren't we we all want That special someone that we can connect with that has similar interests to us, not necessarily exactly the same, but has similar things that we can share together and do together. Good sense of humor, trusting, loyal, caring, kind. We all want that, don't we? That's kind of what we all want. We want to feel loved by someone. We want to feel wanted by someone. 
So I do find that question a little bit weird sometimes. Just like when you get asked that question, how are you finding online dating? Well, I don't like answering that question when people do ask me that because one, I'm not active on there. I've got a profile there every now and then I'll jump on and check it out, but I'm not there constantly scrolling looking for someone but even if I was how do you respond to that someone how are you finding online dating oh it's fucking shit is that (laughs) really it's just full of scammers all the guys are players like you can't answer in that way even though you might be thinking that because you don't want to answer in a negative way and they might turn around and go oh look at this bitch she's really negative how are you supposed to answer it you're probably finding it in exactly same way as what they're finding it but I'm not finding it in any way at the moment because I'm just on there maybe I don't know. I can't even tell you how often I jump on my profile, but it's not very much. So I find that question quite weird. How are you finding online dating? Am I being weird by saying that? I don't know. What do you guys think when you get asked that question? Here's another good question you get asked on online dating. Have you met anyone good on here? Well, fuck, mate. I'm on online dating. If I did, would I be here? I don't know who might be rude by saying that, but I think it's weird. I feel like that question though is, I don't know if girls ask that question too. Do you girls ask that question? I don't know. But I feel like that question is coming from guys like they're sizing up their competition or they're sizing up who else is around and what other people are doing. But I just find that a weird question to ask. How, how is, have you met anyone good on here? Well, no, mate, I'm still single and I'm still on here. <laughs> so I don't know. Sorry. But um, anyway, going back to what I was really talking about, which is learning from your dating experiences. And even that in itself, just chatting to people online, even though it is a pain in the ass and you get people that just don't put in the effort and they just say, hi, fuck, mate, is that your best effort? Is that your best intro message? But when you can actually talk to people that can put a couple of sentences together, it's nice. It's really refreshing when you can speak to someone like that and you can actually have a conversation. What conversation are you going to have with someone that messages you and says hi? Because I guarantee if they say hi to you and then you say back to them, hi, their response is going to be, how are you? And then what are you going to say back to them? Good. How are you? And they'll probably say, how's your day been? What a fucking boring conversation. Like there's no emotion. There's no thought. It's just a boring, dead end meaningless conversation and I'm sorry if that sounds rude but it is it's just hi how are you how was your day how you been and that's when they're probably going to go on have you met anyone good on here yet like mate that's why people have descriptions on their profiles relate to something about that talk about something on their profile but when you do meet someone that you can have a good conversation with on online dating that's also good experience just even if it's someone you're not interested with or interested in I should say If they're good at conversing with you and you get a good conversation out of them, keep it flowing. And who knows, you may eventually begin to like them. Usually if you do have a good conversation with them, you will like them anyway. But that's a good learning experience in yourself as well. Just learning how to communicate with them. If you're a bit nervous about getting back into the dating world, then that's a good place to start. Start by messaging someone. I'm a big fan of talking, as you can tell. I'm a talker. I'm one of those ones that got on my report card every year. Leanne would do so much better in class if she didn't talk so much. Well, here I am. Thank you, teachers. I'm now a talker to everyone. So I guess it paid off. But if you're nervous about actually going in and meeting someone and you don't know how to handle the date, then chat to them on the phone first. And I personally would never, ever meet someone without chatting to them on the phone because you don't know who you're meeting. It could be a freaking catfish. Anyone can put a profile up on online dating or wherever else you've met them and just 
be anyone. Like we see how many scammers are out there on a freaking daily basis, even on marketplace selling bullshit. There are scammers out there daily trying to milk people with their fake profiles. And they're they're in thousands on online dating and single pages trying to scam everyone. So you just got to be smart. And that's one of the reasons why I insist on speaking to someone before I go on a date. But it's also good to know if you've got that connection. Because even though you can write anything you want, hell, you can put it into chat GPT and they can put the answers for you. But writing something and speaking to somebody in person or over the phone are two very different things. Because I know I've messaged people before and then we ended up having a phone conversation and it just was a flop. It was a real flop. But then there's people I've chatted to and no joke, no word of a lie, I've had a three hour conversation with someone once. I didn't end up meeting him. I don't know what happened. But see, it's all about having your standards and setting your boundaries. But that wasn't right for me. Something happened. It just wasn't right for me. But we did have a good conversation and that was nice. And having that conversation is a great way to break the ice. And it's a great way to get rid of those nerves when you're actually meeting them in person. And it's a good way to kind of test out if you are going to be able to hold up a good conversation when you do meet. Because there's nothing worse than meeting someone and sitting there and having these awkward silences. But if you speak over the phone and you guys have a good conversation when you're talking over the phone, then good chance you're going to have a good conversation when you meet in person. And that will eliminate some of those nerves and the worries. Oh, I can't go on a date. I'm nervous. I'm just scared about the whole date process. And that's a big insecurity for people and for single parents stepping back into that world and meeting someone new. They're scared about actually going on a date. But there's nothing to be scared about because like I said earlier, they're no different than you. They're no better than you. And the more dates you go on, the more experience you have. And who knows, they might be looking at you and they may be scared of you. These dates are helping you to find that right person. They're helping you to become the better person that you want to be. And you're learning from this. And like I said, you may be learning to do something different in yourself. You may be learning just to ask new questions. You may be learning more about men or women. So take the whole process as a positive. Take something away from it, whether it be chatting to someone online, whether it be going to social events, whether it be going out on a date, find something positive from the situation that you can take away from it if it didn't work for you. So there's some of the big insecurities that people have as single parents stepping back into the dating world. Fear of being judged, fear of not being good enough, fear of getting hurt again. Fear of the kids getting in the way or they're not accepting of your kids or not having time because of your kids. Fear of what your ex might think or him getting in or her getting involved. There's a lot of what ifs, isn't there? But you're not going to know unless you try, unless you get out of your comfort zone. It's easy to stay in our comfort zone. It's easy. We're just sitting there floating on by. But do you want to live life just comfortably and just not making any changes? Or do you want to get out there and try something different? And the same with online dating when I said when you're dating people and you're talking to people and you're learning something new, same with the dating world. Even if you meet someone and they turn out to be the biggest bitch or the biggest arsehole, take it on board and take it as something that you can learn from it, something you can do differently, something you can take away from it, something you've learned from them. And even if they may have handled something really, really wrong or in a really fucked up way, there might be something about their life that you've looked at and gone, wow, that's cool. I like that they do that or there might be something that you just have never been made aware of or just something like, for example, they may be a business owner and you've always wanted to get into business. So maybe that's opened your eyes into that world. And even though they haven't got you into it or they haven't, but just talking to them about business has maybe opened up your eyes a bit more and got you 
curious to wanting to dip your toes in and give that a go. But meeting someone like that, and I'm not just referencing it to starting a business, it can be related to anything. It can be related to buying a house or investing or travel. They may have been somewhere that you've really wanted to go and that's just opened your eyes like, oh, wow, I'd love to do that. Maybe I should look at doing that. And even though you're not together, you've taken something away from that relationship. You know, they were a fucking arsehole, but I love that. I love that they did that or that's cool. I'm going to look into that myself. There's always something that you can take away from it. So don't get scared of meeting someone new. Don't feel Don't put your negative emotions from your past in the way. Don't let that hold you back. Let go of your past. And if you are that worried about it, take some time out. Do what I'm doing. But I'm not doing it because I'm worried about it. I'm doing it because I think I've just got very comfortable being single. I love it. I love being single. I love working on my schedule. I love coming and going at my schedule. And I'm very last minute with my plans. I'm terrible at scheduling things. And most of my friends will know I'm terrible at getting back to messages. I'm terrible at scheduling and it's no disrespect to anyone. It's just me. I go with the flow. I just live life (laughs) up on my little Leanne cloud and I just respond when I can. And I don't know. I think it's just I've just as a single parent, I have so many commitments and I've got so many things going through my head at once. I feel like sometimes it gets a bit overwhelming and I don't always respond to things straight away. And some people may take that as me being rude. But for me, I take it as I just need to step back and focus on what I'm focusing on right now. Because I read something once and it was just really stuck with me that you don't always have to respond to messages straight away. More so this was business related when you get all your emails and messages and all that that come through. And you're trying to live your life, but you're getting all these messages. And that just stuck with me, even in my personal life. You don't have to message people back straight away. And... I don't and I think that that message there stuck with me when you're when I'm focusing on one thing because I I do I get very easily distracted as you can probably tell I go off on a tangent with all these different things that I'm talking about and so if I find if I'm doing something and someone will send me a message and I stop doing what I'm doing to answer that message I'll get totally distracted and I probably won't get back to it so for me it's easier to finish what I'm doing and then I'll get back to that message when I can. I have no idea how I even started talking about this. Oh, I think I started talking about it by me living in my own little world of what I do on my schedule. But I know I'm going to get out of that zone sometime when I do want to get out there and start meeting someone. And I am looking forward to meeting someone. I'm super pumped to meet someone. But like I said, at the moment, I'm not actively looking. But maybe I should. Should I be practicing what I preach? But I can guarantee you now, I've had my share of dating experience. So that's not something I'm lacking or I'm definitely not doing it because I'm scared of it or I'm worried about what people think of me. That's the last thing on my mind. And I think I've made that clear in multiple episodes. But I am doing it because, like I said earlier, I have been in a lot of ugly situations and ugly breakups where I've been blindsided and it's left me extremely hurt. And I know I can't avoid that happening. You can't guarantee that you're going to meet someone that's not going to do that. But it's a good idea to be emotionally and mentally ready for it if you are in that situation again where somebody was to fuck you over. Then your whole world isn't going to be shattered around you. You can mentally and emotionally handle it. No doubt you're going to be upset and pissed off and hurt if it was to happen because it's a pretty fucky thing to do to somebody. But you need to be in a better space in yourself where if something like that was to happen, you can step back and look at it and go, okay, that wasn't me. That's them being an asshole. And 
if you're not in a good headspace, it's quite easy to look at it and think, well, fuck, what did I do? Did I say something? Why did I do that? And it's easy to hold that blame over yourself. But that's why it's so good to reflect on those things. So you don't hold that blame on you because those are the feelings that hold you back from going back into the dating world. When you've got all that negative guilt from a previous breakup and you're thinking to yourself, oh, fuck, what did I do? Why did they leave me? Maybe I was a bad girlfriend or boyfriend. And you're doubting yourself, you're questioning yourself and then you're going into another relationship fearful of getting hurt again because you're holding these same emotions. Oh, fuck, what if they hurt me again? What if they do this again? Because you're holding all that blame onto yourself. You need to learn to let that go because there's two people in a relationship, not one. And maybe somebody did something but there's always a reaction and a response that has a part in that as well or something that let happened that led up to it. But there's two people in the relationship and there's two adults that can openly communicate. So it's never just one person's fault. So don't sit there and blame yourself and don't sit there and hold yourself back from stepping into the dating world because there's something that's happened in your past. Your past is your past. Don't hold the blame for something that somebody else did or for something that's already gone. And like I said, if you are that worried about it, reflect. What can you do differently? What can you take away from that? What can you learn from that situation that you can take to your next relationship or from your next date or from your next online chat or whatever it is or from your next phone call. So that's a little bit there on dating insecurities. This has actually gone a little bit longer than I expected but I hope you all got something from this. I love saying that line. I do hope you all got something from this. I really do. That's why I do say it every episode. I hope you guys get something from this and I want to know. I want you guys to tell me. I love some feedback and some input from you all. So if you do get something from this, message me, tell me. I promise I will respond. And like I said earlier, I may not always respond straight away, but I do respond, I promise. So if you message me on my DMs, on my website, all my show, sorry, all my social media links are in the show notes below. So I promise if you do reach out, if you have any questions or if you want to share any of your experiences, then let me know. Send it through. I'd love hearing from you all. So thank you all. And I'm going to say it one more time. I promise. I really do hope you got something from this. And until next time, I'll be in your ears there. Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing and keep exploring your amazing life after plus one.